Well, we always want to be about the mission of God, and that's what we're about here at Grace, and uh, being on His mission. And I think about here coming up on Monday, as Memorial Day, as we recognize those who gave their life um, for our country, and even those who serve currently or have served in the military and have given their life. And I think about um, the mission that God gave the church, Jerusalem, Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And even in the evils and and difficulty and the atrocities sometimes of war, God has used those things to get the gospel to places that it may have never gotten. There's testimonies from all the wars, especially the wars that we remember, we learn in history, even from our country, where because of those wars and soldiers going all over the country, and even soldiers coming here from other countries, the gospel got spread all over the place because of that. Now, I'm not, not applauding all war. Uh, although I believe that in the, the scripture allows for just war, but I'm applauding the way that God uses those things. I'm applauding those people who have served and given us a country where we can worship freely um, our great God. And, and there's people in this room who have been in countries where they can't worship freely. And we never want to take that uh, for granted. So I just want to, first of all, say thank you to all you families here that have lost someone. Uh, um, and thank you for your family serving faithfully our country uh, so that we could have a free country. We can do what we, we, we like to do, which is worship the Lord. Also, if you've ever um, served in the military or are currently serving in the military, branch of the military, if you would stand and let us recognize you uh, this morning. Anyone who's served or has... All right. Thank you very much, men, for for serving our country. We, We actually have someone part of our body right now that serves in the Coast Guard. And he must be serving right now. We have a Coast Guard station down here, and, and uh, we're thankful for Andrew as well, and just thankful for uh, how God even uses those things, and thank you for serving. Uh, well, I want to encourage you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. And we're going to continue our series in the book of Acts that we've entitled Mission, uh, Missio Dei, which means the mission of God. Oh, our children. You want to just miss our children? I love them so much, I don't want them to go, all right, children, you're dismissed if you'd like to for children's worship. Thank you, sweetheart. And they're going to have a great time studying the Word of God this morning as well as you're turning to Acts 3. (coughs) Well, hopefully you're at Acts 3 by now. That was a good opportunity for you to get there. And uh, (coughs) this morning we're going to be Listen very closely. This morning, by the grace of God, we are going to be covering the whole of chapter 3 and the first four verses of chapter 4. Oh, yeah. If you're visiting with us, that will be a a record, I think. Although I did go through a couple of big chapters in Genesis one at a time, especially the genealogy. When I taught through Genesis, we did one sermon uh, on those. But this will be a a quite impressive feat in the New Testament this morning. But uh, I want to do this because of the flow of the story, how it's connected. I don't want to divide it up. I mean, you could have three or four mini-sermons or mini-series just out of this passage because of the things that come up. Some of the things that come up will come up again in Acts. And maybe when we come to those, we'll take a little bit more time um, as the the text does itself on those... um, Issues. There's a lot in this passage, but uh, there's some. There's one big overarching thing I want us to take from this this morning, and I'll mention it multiple times so we don't miss it. Uh, but uh, the, the title of this me- the message this morning is "Embrace Every Opportunity." Embrace every opportunity. Let me pray for us, Lord. We are so thankful for your word, uh, Lord. We are so thankful that we live in a country 
that has been defended by men and women for many, many years that allows us uh, to come together on Sunday morning and other times throughout the week and worship you together, uh, to read your word, uh, to worship you through song, through prayer, or to love each other. Lord, thank you for that. And Lord, we do thank you for your word. And we are asking now as we look at this chapter in a little bit, for more than a chapter in Acts this morning, that you would awaken our hearts and our minds to understand what's going on, uh, what you want us to learn, and Lord, how we can apply it to our lives by your grace. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how many times have you looked back on a situation and wished that you had done something different? Anybody ever done that? Anybody just wished, man, you look back, there's a couple honest people in the room. Thank you. Um, but yeah, most of us would say there's things we look back in our past, whether it's last week, maybe even this morning, uh, getting ready for church as a family or something like that. Somebody said something, maybe you wish you had that back, or you did something this week, month, year, maybe 5, 10, 15 years in the past, even further than that. You think about different opportunities, different situations that presented themselves, and you made a decision. And you wish now that you would have made a different decision. You missed an opportunity, possibly, uh, that would have led to a better outcome in the situation. Uh, I think about things uh, like this from time to time. Uh, Missed opportunities. I've missed a lot of opportunities in my life. I've missed opportunities as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a friend, as a son, as a brother. I've missed opportunities, and I would like to go back and have the opportunity to change the outcome of the decisions that I made. But most importantly, I'll just be honest with you, you, I've missed opportunities as a follower of Jesus Christ. I have missed opportunities as a follower of Jesus Christ, who has been called to the mission of making disciples. And my mission is your mission too if you're a follower of Jesus we all have the same mission now how we carry that out may look different but we all have the same overarching mission that's to make disciples that's to take the gospel to the ends of the earth starting right here and spreading out from here I've missed opportunities to make disciples I've missed opportunities to call people to repent and place their faith alone in Jesus Christ growing up as a teen and into my younger uh, adult years um, I wish I had some of those times back with extended family members uh, with close friends with teammates that I didn't take the opportunity to share the gospel with I wish I had those back I didn't make the most of the time that God gave me and the sad thing is I didn't stay focused on the mission I allowed, listen to this, I allowed good things, good things to get in the way of the best. And we can do that. We can allow good things, things that in and of themselves are not sin, but we can allow them distract to distract us from being focused on the mission that God gave us, is to make disciples all over the world. We've got to be careful about the good things that get in the way of the best. I don't want to lose focus on my mission I don't want to miss the opportunities that God gives me that's one of the reasons that two Sundays ago I wasn't here and if you don't know um, my best friend from college who we've been friends for 27 years died of lung cancer and I had to get there I didn't want to miss another opportunity for 27 years we talked about the gospel 
But to my knowledge, he had never repented and trusted in Christ as a Savior. He could tell you all about it, but that had never happened in his life. And I was not going to miss that opportunity, no matter what it costs, to get to my friend Craig. And I'm so thankful I didn't miss that opportunity. I've missed too many, and I don't want to miss them again. And God did amazing work in the heart of my friend. I believe that. And, and then I got the opportunity to speak to over 2,000 people about the gospel that week. 1,000 live and 1,000 online at his funeral. An opportunity. I'm glad I didn't miss it. And I know there's going to be more opportunities God's going to give me. He's going to give you. And I don't want you and I don't want me to miss the opportunities that God gives us. Or in our passage this morning, in Acts chapter 3 through the first part of verse 4, we're going to witness Peter and John embrace the opportunity in front of them to call people to repent and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. That's what's going to happen in this passage. I don't want us to miss that. If you don't get anything this morning, I want you to get that overarching theme of what's going on here. They don't miss the opportunity that's given to them. Well, let's look here at verse 1. It's going to be a little bit different this morning. And just as how we work through this narrative, I don't want to mess the narrative up too much. I'm going to come back. I'm going to drop some things in. that you, If you're a note taker, you're going to be, okay, where's point number one? Where's point number two? It's going to be a little different this morning. There's going to be some points, number one, two, three, four, and five. And there's going to be another section where I'm going to give you two points. It's going to be like seven points that are going to kind of be scattered throughout the passage. But don't miss this point. Don't miss the opportunities that God gives you. Watch how Peter and John embrace this opportunity. Let's begin in verse one. I'll read down through... Uh, verse 2. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple with the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple which is called Beautiful in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. So here we are, it's about 3 p.m., that's the ninth hour and Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. Things that they would have done when they were in Jerusalem. They would go up to the temple to pray. Now they've been there because of Pentecost. There's a lot of people probably still hanging around after Pentecost. And they're going up, and this is where the church had formed. We saw that at the end of chapter 2, and, and 3,000 people came to uh, Christ and, and were baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. It just an amazing thing happened, and they were given the Holy Spirit and, and able to, to uh, um, take the gospel to the ends of the, the, the world. Um, but as they, they pass through here, Peter and John, passing through what's called the beautiful gate, and there's some uh, disc, uh, discrepancy or disagreement of exactly which gate this was, different historians uh, uh, talk about it but it's not that important in the sense of what happened it was a well-known gate and it was beautiful we do know that and here's this guy who's lame from birth he's there begging all right and and i want you to notice a couple things about this this lame man uh, not only had he been lame um, from birth he was carried to the spot every same spot every day to beg for alms Right? So this is a well-known guy that people would have recognized. When they came to the temple, here, here's Larry the lame guy. I don't know what his name was, all right? And he's there. And when you came to the temple to pray at the ninth hour at 3 p.m., there's Larry, and he's begging for alms every day. I don't know how, how, when he started this. He was born lame, and, and he was an outcast, obviously, in the nation of Israel because he was born lame. And there he is, and he's begging. You pass Larry every time. He'd be holding his hands out and saying whatever he would to get you to try to give to him to help him make it through the day. All right, so there's Larry. He, he's well-known. He's a regular. 
And it's important to note this as we continue to work down through this passage that Larry was lame from birth. He was a regular. He was at a place that everybody would have seen him. Everybody would have known Larry. But don't write down his name's Larry, all right? Um, So look what happens in verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. Now, can you imagine what this lame man was thinking? Here comes these guys. They say, he's looking at them, and they say, look at us. I mean, they draw attention. We want you to look at us. And, and they're say, they're say, he's thinking, all right, these guys are going to give me something. All right, I mean, successful 